Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 420 Cross-Cultural Psychology with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Psychology 420, Cross-Cultural Psychology. My name is Dr. Mark Hunter. I'll be your instructor. And for these videos, we're just going to go over some of the fundamentals of each chapter. There's not going to be an exhaustive review. So I encourage you to read the chapters as well as watch the videos. Our first unit covers uh, introduction to culture and psychology and the topic of enculturation. So in this class, we're going to look about understanding the relationships between our uh, personality, our culture, and what, how does our culture make us individuals? How do we contribute to the culture? So in our chapter one, we're going to look at an introduction to culture and psychology. First section is psychology within a cultural perspective. When we talk about cultural psychology, what we're talking about is the cultural foundations of psychological processes and also human behavior, how we think, how we feel. And when we're, uh, the goal of this field is to understand how people are the same across the world, but also are different based off the culture and they live in. So we're trying to understand psychology from a global perspective as I mentioned earlier, just what is common among people throughout the world and what is specific to that different culture. Um, we're trying to understand if certain psychological theories are uh, applicable to people in North America and Asia and South America and elsewhere in the world. And it also forces us to think about how does culture um, make us who we are and how is our understanding of different cultures influenced by our cultures. Um, when we feel like we go or to another country or talk to a, diff a person from a different culture, how are those different cultures interacting or actually interfering with each other uh, based off our the cultural knowledge that each of us have. So what is culture when we're talking about it? What do we really mean by that? It refers to the general characteristics of a society. It also refers to the heritage and traditions of that society. What is unique about the uh, United States, but what is also unique about the southern United States, or the western United States, or the northeast, or the Midwest. It also describes the rules and the norms, things that are uh, applicable for daily life, and how does that relate to how we behave and how we think. It describes how we learn and how we problem solve. Not every culture in the world learns the same way, and not every culture um, solves problems the same way. And it defines the organization of a group. We define a culture, it kind of gives some boundaries of who is in that culture, 
and who is not in that culture. It also refers to the origins of the group. Where do they come from? You know, is it a uh, group that was indigenous to that location or did it come from a different land? So many other questions that could uh, be asked of a culture. The function of a culture is really to give some guidelines and roadmaps to what we do. How do we live life? And we live life differently in the United States as we would in India or other parts of the world. And it tells us what is the nature of what we need to do and what we need to know to get through life. And it really helps us to meet our basic human needs in that culture. So a definition of culture really talks about this unique information system shared by a group and transmitted across generations. It allows the group to meet the basic needs and pursues the well-being of that culture. A society is really the system of interrelationships that we have. We can all live in a society in the United States, but we have different cultures within that United States because each culture has different meetings and information associated with the social networks. The, um, each culture actually gives the concept of family its own unique meaning. And each culture provides a different meaning to the family. We'll talk more about that later. The concept of race is really more of a social construction rather than a biological construction, meaning that um, people have decided to describe races based on skin color or from or whatever part of the world they come from. But um, it's really not useful in scientific or practical purposes. So uh, we, those are things that we have come up with rather than what science has come up with. Our personality is what makes us unique as individuals. So each of us has a personality and we're a part of a culture. What are the contents of culture? They have the values of the culture. What are the values? They're things like individualism versus collectivism. What that means is, are you as the individual more important or is the group that you're a part of more important? Power distance, what is that referred to is, are those in authority, is there a great distance between those in authority and those who do not have power? And the values that you have, it says sacred values, but that doesn't necessarily mean a uh, relationship to God. It means the things that they just hold so important that there's no discussion about it, that it, those, these are the things that are completely valuable. The beliefs are the um, dynamic externality, which refers to how often does, or how much does the group look outside of itself and social, uh, societal cynicism is the idea of when they look at it, do they think of their society as positive or negative? Do they have or do they view other societies as positive or negative? And the religion that is um, a part of that culture. Another aspect are the norms, uh, things such as our etiquette, our politeness. How well are we expressing ourselves? 
tightness versus looseness means are you allowed to be yourself and be creative or do you need to kind of keep within the, um, the rules of that culture and their attitudes, our opinions, our stereotypes, our prejudices that are really a, a part of each culture and the worldviews, things such as how we view our culture in relationship to other cultures, how we view ourselves and how we attribute um, things like as if people have a problem, is it due to their own uh, deficiencies or is it because of the environment that they live in? So how does culture influence human behavior and mental processes? It, there's an interaction between our psychological processes as an individual and the situation that we find ourselves in. The term enculturation refers to the idea of learning and adapting the ways of that culture. And if you have ever lived um, one place and moved to another place, you probably had to go through an enculturation period where you had to learn what was appropriate for that culture as opposed to other cultures. Um, and if you live long enough in a culture, you're probably gonna have some changes in attitudes and beliefs just as a part of being in that culture. And so there's a relationship between the, relate, the individual <clears throat> and the culture and it's reciprocal, it's dynamic. We uh, give to the culture and the culture gives to us. Now in chapter three, we're gonna talk more about this idea of enculturation and socialization. Enculturation is constant across uh, cultures. It means that in every culture, you're going to find individuals who want to be competent, productive adults. The thing is that what, mean, what it means to be competent or productive is different across different cultures. To, to learn a culture, it doesn't happen instantly. It, we don't learn it. Uh, from the day we're born or the day we move into a new culture, it, it takes sometimes years to fully understand the practices and the norms and the attitudes of that culture. Um, so socialization is the idea of we're taking those norms, those ideas, those attitudes, and we're internalizing them. We're making them a part of us. And things that used to be uh, or not used to be important to you, if you become a member of a new culture, you've learned to adapt those ways in order to fit into that culture. Probably the most uh, famous model of understanding enculturation is Bronfenbrenner's ecological systems. And you've probably seen this in other classes, but it starts off with the individual and that the individual is a part of a microsystem. And you can see that the, um, their school, their, their friends, their uh, neighborhood, their family, and then all that is a part of an exosystem, which are their, the friends of the family, their neighbors, um, and perhaps their church or other things. And then there's a macro system, the, the culture of the United States or whatever country that you're in. All these are interacting with one another. And depending on the uh, 
when we're born and when we are raised, we're having different influences on um, on us in the on our contemporary times because of the influence of technology. We've had much more interaction between these different systems and perhaps in the past when the systems were maybe more isolated from one another. How does culture affect parenting and families? Well, the family is the most important of the microsystems of the child's development because the child learns to watch and observe what the parents are doing and it understands the essence of the culture. It starts to pick up what is important, the rules, the values that are passed on from generation to generation. Now, different economic conditions can have an effect on the socialization process based on that particular culture. For example, if you have a more fluent culture, you may have more access to health care and survival and food needs. And um, the uh, idea is that our, we're, we're trying to raise these children to become self-sufficient adults and what that means for each and every culture. There's different parenting styles that researchers have found throughout the world. One is an authoritarian parent. Now, authoritarian parents expect unquestioned obedience and views the child as needing to be controlled. The permissive parent allows the child to be regulate their own lives and really don't doesn't give them very many rules or guidelines to follow. The authoritative parent promotes fair and firm reasonable, affectionate parenting. So they give rules and ideas, but they also provide love and care and, and warmth. And the uninvolved parent does not really respond to the needs of the child and really is indifferent. And we found that these different parenting styles have are throughout the whole world. The role of sibling is important because it helps with the socialization of the child whether they're biologically or non-biologically related. Um, they can be tutors, buddies, you know, playmates. They give an interaction of telling what's important, what's not important. And we learn some certain skills from different siblings, especially if they're older from us. We understand maybe to take perspectives from um, in ways that we hadn't before. Many cultures are involved with extended or multi-generational families. Extended families are members other than the people that live in that home, you know, your aunts, uncles, cousins, and such. Multi-generational families are families that people live in the same home, but usually include grandparents that are living with you. Um, and for some cultures, this has a very important role and is expected for the grandparents to be there and they have a, a impact in helping to raise the children. What is the fact of uh, culture in our peers? Um, different cultures vary in the amount of exposure uh, children have to peer groups, other children their age. Um, for industrialized societies, we spend a lot of our time encouraging our children to engage with other uh, children of their age. But in some parts of the world where it may be more solitary, more rural, they have limited interaction and uh, only with those who are on that location, maybe siblings. 
And if you're in a hunting or gathering society, children socialize with many multiple age peers, meaning not just children their age, but children who are much older or much younger. The role of education is important for all cultures. We just go about it differently. Um, and, you, and formal education is really trying to teach what is valuable for that culture. You're learning about the history of your country or, or land and state, and you're finding out what is really important for that culture. Um, school systems reflect the culture of that, of that um, the values of that culture and put it into the curriculum for them. And also parents are involved in uh, selecting what is important and, and getting that to be a part of the curriculum. So putting it all together, each culture's way of raising children represents the culture's way of ensuring that the values and the norms, the attitudes, beliefs are passed on to the next generation. So some of these practices are ritualized, things that we do to celebrate things or honor things. And this is a way to pass on this information. And this enculturation, though, is a lifelong process. It doesn't end uh, in childhood. It continues on throughout our whole lives. That concludes our first uh, unit, and I'll see you in the next unit.